Welcome to Inspired Surfers on Wavelength Community Radio in partnership with Jimmy's Iced Coffee. In this episode, Jim is in conversation with Rachel Murphy. Rachel is the founder of Women and Waves, which started as a weekly meetup among friends and has since evolved into a global community of female surfers, as well as a company that inspires women to surf and explore more. It's Rachel Murphy. Rachel, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for um, thanks for joining us on this Inspired Surfers series. It's very uh, it's very cool to have you on the podcast. How is your day going? Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good. Busy as always, but um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> where, where where are you calling from, or where are we where are we where are we dialing into? You're currently dialing into. Actually, I'm actually in North Cornwall at the moment. I'm just up at my folks' house, which is in between sort of Launceston and Bude, which is sort of where I grew up. So yeah, nice. And so were you? Have you been born around that? Were you born around that area and stuff? Yeah, I was born sort of Cornwall. Yeah. Born and bred. <laughs> Sick. Um, when was your when was your first time in the water? Oh God, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I can't really put a pin on it because I think I've just always we were always down at the beach. We we're only like up the road from it, so yeah, we were always just there every day, mostly after school and stuff. So yeah, it's been sort of like a natural progression just to always be sort of based around the sea. So yeah. Did, did you could, could you walk down to the beach or did you always have to nag mum and dad to get in the car and take you down? I actually had to nag nag my dad a lot to take me down to the point where I remember one time he bought a car which didn't have couldn't put surfboards in it, so he had to make a trailer <laughs> and put the boards on it. And I was like, Dad, this is not cool. We can't take a trailer down to the beach. So yeah, no, he was pretty good. He um yeah, he he definitely took us a lot. <laughs> the dad's surf taxi. Yeah. That's mega. I, I grew up in Dubai and um my my dad bought my mum like a a second hand uh a Jaguar Sovereign, which is like this four-door saloon. It's probably like the uh, the ugliest Jaguar they ever made. Um and luckily it had a um luckily it had a little sunroof. So I used to basically just get my surfboard and stuff it in the sunroof of the car to my dad's like utter disappointment and say, Right, take me to the beach. And he'd yeah. take me to the beach and then he'd sit in the bar because there'd just be this place called the Lily Club where I used to surf. And um, I'd surf until basically it was just pretty much dark. And then I'd come back out and then um, it was illegal to drink and drive back in the early 80s. Um, so he'd have a few pints and then we'd just like meander um, kind of kind of home and make it home in one piece. And then just do that probably three or four times a week. It was great fun. Yeah, definitely. I think when you're a kid as well, like when you have the proper beach days, like I've been living in Newquay for so long now, but it's like, you almost take it for granted that you can walk to the beach. But whereas when you're a kid, you sort of used to have those full-on days where you used to just set up with an umbrella, an icebox, <laughs> and like have all the boards and all the like everything there for the whole day. And I miss yeah. those days. I feel like I'm, I want those kind of surf days back where you just like park up for a whole day and um, make the most out of it. Yeah. Have you, have you got any little ones, Rachel? No, no, no. Uh-huh. Uh, not there. Um, nieces and nephews and stuff that keep me more than entertained but yeah <laughs> no fair enough I've, I've got um I've, I've got two little ones age six and five or soon to be seven and five and um yeah those, those beach days are back as soon as you've got kids and you know you've got like under one arm you've got an umbrella um you've got what are those like shade things that you stake in the sand why have I just completely forgotten the name yes yeah, those like the, screens the screens windbreak 
Windbreak. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that name. Yeah, my mind drew a blank there. Yeah, Windbreak, an umbrella under one arm, and then a cool box, spades, um, the worst bodyboard in the world with some kind of like cartoon shark on it wearing a pink hat. Yeah, that um, was started. That was that. Was, yeah. That, yeah. So, that, but that, that, that is what it's all about. Yeah. We, um, we, ju- we just got back from, not just got back, but we went to Oz at Christmas time with the family and we saw this amazing cartoon called Bluey. And it's oh about. God, I love that cartoon with the dogs. Isn't it the best? <laughs> I know exactly the one, um, only because my husband's a primary school teacher in Australia and he always um, shows that to his kids. And he showed it to me and it was like, even adults could watch it. It's so like friendly. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I just remember watching one video where the dad basically takes the kids down to um down to the pool and the and the mum's just like, Have you got everything? And he's like, Yeah, everything's fine. And he gets to the pool and the kids can only swim in the in the in literally in the paddling pool because he's forgotten the noodle. Um <laughs> they have to sit in the shade because he's forgotten the sun cream. And it's just it's literally like my life exactly as it works with our family like i'll just take the kids to the beach and they'll just come home crying sunburnt and uh, probably half drowned and then mum comes along to the rescue and just yeah she's um she's pretty badass is is uh my my lady so but yeah i'm glad you've seen bluey that's amazing when um have you when you were in oz did you see those like epic buggies that they now take over all the kids and all the stuff down to the beach they're like big beach cyclers with a trailer on the back where you put everything in it they've sort of nailed that sort of beach day vibe with the amount of like techno, like the like gadgets that they can do it with. Oh, that no, I haven't seen those. Um, but we, we've got a, uh, like an e-bike, but it's got a thing called the clubhouse on the back, which you fit, you fit two kids in. So they basically, they're, it's like a little jail basically. And they, yeah. the kids sit in the back of that. And then you've got a trailer that you can tow like windsurfing gear or, or whatever down to the beach. And it's been so handy because when the kids are knackered and they, they just can't be bothered to walk back, you just stuff them in the trailer and by the time you get back, they've both like nutted each other because they're they're falling asleep, um, and uh, and then you peel them out of the back and throw them into bed, and happy days. Happy days. <laughs> so the the reason I mean we just went off on a full bluey tangent there, and that was my yeah. fault. I'm forgetting about wind breaks. Um, Rachel, you're here because um, you've got a a big old love for the sea, the ocean, the channel, the whatever you want to call it, um, and you've started up a very what looks like really, really styly and cool and earthy movement uh, by the form of women and waves. Can you um, can you yeah. give us a bit of a, a background and a description on that? And well done, by the way, on starting that. It looks really oh, cool. Thank you. Um, so yeah, women and waves. I guess you could start it with saying it's sort of an all-female sort of surf collective, and it's um, it sort of spirals out into a few different areas. But it's basically for we do sort of all women's surf coaching weekends we do international trips uh we've got a store and we've got like a global little hub that we all talk and sort of do discussions on as well um we've got uh, working on our youtube channel at the moment as well so i guess you could say it's like all things for women surfing (laughs) amazing and how, how did you come up with the idea was there like a eureka moment when you were either surfing or at home where you went mm, I think there's a market for this or how did that come about um it was actually started really organically really because um I had always sort of worked within surf schools and surf travel and um it was sort of like a natural progression but like from working in surf travel and whatever else I used to just sort of go on a lot of surf trips and I think everyone in their sort of surfing life sort of probably has a little bit of a knock at some point and loses their confidence definitely happened to me and um 
my husband's basically a fish. He was like really helping me go through sort of like how to build my confidence in the water after having this knock. And um, he sort of taught me techniques and I was like, God, I just want to tell this to like all my friends who I knew had had similar situations as well. Mm. Um, and I was just, I just got pretty confident in the water and it, it, you know, like what things used to feel big wasn't anymore. It's really nice. And then um, it got to like the summer and I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if like me and my mates just all met up every Wednesday and just always got in the scene no matter what. So whether it's big, small, messy, um, whether you just want to take a bodyboard in or a belly board or a surfboard or, or I just want to go for a sea swim. Like, let's just make sure that every Wednesday we get in the sea, like no matter what, and just make the most out of it. So it started with just me and my mates just meeting up and then it's almost like a bit like a gym membership, I guess you could say. And then um, more and more girls of our friends or friends started to join and um then I had people who wanted to come and learn to surf and I had like the connection my husband at the time was a surf instructor so I was like can you just give her a lesson and we worked with um the surf school that I used to work with before which is the new activity center up the road so we just sort of ended up doing more lessons on this sort of surf club night women of waves Wednesdays is what we used to call it and um by the end of like the summer we had like girls like we had about 60 girls attending so it took off pretty fast and um it was just a really good laugh to be honest and then we sort of saw there was more of a demand for like almost more intensive coaching. So we'd do sort of our weekend sort of came about there where we'd do it over two days. And that meant that people from all over the UK could come and join us because they could come and stay um, and really settle in and sort of join a whole weekend of sort of surfing um, and doing video analysis. And we'll go out in the evening and we'll show them Nuki and we'll go and visit the local surf shops and just sort of make a really nice surf weekend out of it, really. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I always wonder what like I would like to do on a weekend, if you know what I mean. You know, I want to yeah. eat food, I want to have good coffee, surf loads, have nice lunches, meet up in the evening for a massive pizza, have a few drinks. Like, And it's sort of just based around just me and my friends sort of thinking, what is the perfect weekend or an event or a holiday that we would like ourselves? And that's it. Yeah. And it's so sort of- I- I guess, I, guess the, I guess the stable falls into that for a pizza. Would that would that be right if you're going to be doing a Nuki day? Yeah, that was definitely um, the stables. Obviously, right. We we did quite a lot of Fistral Beach, and so the the stable definitely had us all stumbling in afterwards, and uh, <laughs> yeah, indulging in all of that. So yeah, <laughs> that's really really cool and good on you. So when when did you when was it actually kind of launched? Like when you had the the, the sixty. Um, girls females ladies however we want to call it um turn up when when was that kind of like when was it made official yeah so that so it started in september 2017 and um at the start of sort of september the 8th and 9th of september we did our first surf club and i think you know 15 girls turned up my mates and stuff when i officially put it on like facebook i think and then yeah so by the end of september uh or sort of october time we we sort of had about 60 60 girls and i've got a, a question here this is, is take it as you will on this but like because I, I when i started <laughs> up our company our ice coffee company um yeah. you have your first day and our first day was yeah. um launching in selfridges on oxford street which is a which is a big deal for us and you see people come in the door and then you have to kind of go oh my I'm here. Um, would you like to try some of our products? And then you start telling about your story and stuff. I know that the people um, that are, that are going to be listening, some people might run their own business or they might want to jump into their own business or they might be employed and they don't want to run their own business. But 
I'm sure there's something interesting um, to get to understand what it's like on the first day of launching. Because there's a whole load of prep. You've got to set up your Facebook page. You've got to get your insurances. You need your branded rash vests or whatever you've done. Yeah. Tell, tell us about how that kind of, what, what you were feeling on that day and, how, and, and did, did you come out like incredibly proud or was it, how, what were your expectations like and how did that work? It's really funny actually because I, the first day, so I would say the first day where I was like, oh God, this is really happening, it was just actually like our fish, like our first surf club night. Because obviously we'd been meeting up with me and my friends before, but I hadn't put it to the public and surf lessons included and stuff. It was kind of like, okay, like, let's make it a little bit more official and um I just made up like a really rubbish poster on Facebook or you know one of those design for dummies sort of programs yeah put it out there and it was very basic and it wasn't anything shiny and um I remember waiting up at the surf school for everyone to arrive and I just remember I even sent my friend a photo being like oh my god I'm doing this because she knew it was something I always wanted to do was start my own sort of surf uh female surf thing so um I still remember it now just being I was so nervous and now I'm like why was I so nervous I was doing that sort of every day anyway within work but it was just because it was my own thing I remember just being like yeah I was just like shaking trying to meet people and stuff because I was just like oh this all falls on me and um we had really limited time the surf was horrible as well and we had really limited time because like the tide the tide was coming in so we were like oh come on please don't anyone be late and whatever but I remember yeah. It was such good vibes. I had such a good time. Couldn't sleep all night because I was absolutely buzzing off it, which I guess kind of, even after every time after our events now, I still get the same sort of feeling. I can never sleep after it because I think it's just so much like adrenaline that goes through you from just being like, go from the start. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's wicked. It's really cool. But yeah, that's my first official day that I really remember being like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> it's funny when you look back to it, you can almost get some of those butterflies that you have in your stomach and you can kind of feel them from previous time, although it's not happening again. Yeah, I know. I just can't believe how much I worried about just having a few people just for a surf lesson now. It's like, yeah, but at the time it was, it was a huge step to put yourself, it's also putting yourself out in public, I think, as well, to be able to just give it a go. Quite yeah, because your buddies, your buddies are your buddies, aren't they? But the yeah. public, when you're actually dealing with, you never know what you're going to get, and and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I guess yeah. worry is also worry is passion, isn't it? I think because yeah. if you're not worried, it means you're not passionate, and then you won't really care, and you're going to end up delivering something shoddy to people, and that's clearly not what you're up to. Um, I've had a look on your website, and it looks amazingly like it's very clear and very slick. Um, not that my feedback really matters, but I just I just think it's a really great site. So what you've done is oh, amazing. That's really, nice. that's really great to hear. As you can see, it's pretty pretty in depth, and it took a lot of time to create. And uh, we're super proud of it. I think that was um, that was our sort of lockdown job. Actually, was to really nail the website um, yeah. because we were working off a, an old one. We had to sort of do it, transfer it all, and it was something that we needed to do for a long time. But it was having yeah. the time to do it. Um, so yeah, thanks so much because yeah, that did take a took some time. <laughs> no, it's all good. Just going back, you mentioned that you had a, a like an episode in your life that kind of knocked you. Um, I don't obviously I don't need to know or want to know what actually happened then. But in terms of um, again, listeners out there, I think the whole mental health thing is becoming very is obviously very prominent these days. Um, and I've shared similar stories of where I've had knocks and bits and pieces. Um, what kind of um, like how did surfing kind of help you get through those and what kind of what kind of feelings were you experiencing prior and then post kind of surfing and hooking up on your Wednesdays yeah I mean I can tell you the whole sort of scenario if you want like it's it's really not 
um, like at the time I was just surfing in the Canaries and uh, in Grand Canaria and it's super shallow there, like super reefy, isn't it? Like, yeah. and I was with my husband at the time and he was like, go on, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. And, um, yeah, I thought I would be all right and it was fine, but, uh, just a massive set came through and I was just like, I am in the wrong place I'm on the inside. I'm going to get yeah. absolutely dragged across this reef. But the thing is, it's like volcanic and spiky there, isn't it? It's really I, sharp and honestly, rank. Like my heart was just literally just seeing this set rolling in. I just remember going, like, oh my God, I don't, I can't <laughs> duck dive. I'm too shallow. Oh and, God. Uh, just being in like a really hideous scenario. But the thing is, my adrenaline kicked in and I just paddled like I've never paddled before getting out of the way. I was absolutely fine. But what it made me realize is sometimes, sometimes, um, you just need to know how to calm down in those situations. I went to full panic zone and I was literally just like fight or flight. And I was like, oh, and I just, lit- and luckily I just paddled like anything. But it was the first time that I was like, okay, like, you know, rogue sets do happen. And yeah. to be fully aware, you know, I think it just made me way more alert now when I surf, if you know what I mean. If, I, if I'm surfing abroad, I'm just a little bit more alert than I would be. But then back then I wasn't so clued on like that's the best thing about our coaching weekends like we know on our events like I wouldn't put someone in those situations it's just you know it's it's good yeah. to be there so yeah did did you bop your husband on the head and say don't call me into such savage waves next time please I, I got out stamped my feet and said I'm never surfing again <laughs> <laughs> and now look at you <laughs> it was like nothing even happened what's, what's your problem and I was just like oh yeah I guess guess so um, but no, what we had, what was really good is like the next day I was like, okay, I need to like get back on the horse. And, um, we just went to like a beach down the road, which was, um, super soft, sandy bottoms, really nice. Cause where it happened is, I don't know if you know, it was like, uh, El Confortel in, um, Portugal, so in Canaries. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, I was out of my, like, yeah, I was not in a great, great sort of place for my ability to be honest there's a lot of big dogs yeah. there <laughs> but it, it happens though doesn't it and you've all you've always got to go through all those learning bits and it'll, and it'll help you when you're building your company as well to make sure that all of those protections and and things are put in place for the people who you know have who put their lives in your hands I guess totally and I, I this is going way back now as well but um the next day we just went and I just went and um I just went and just did loads of body surfing to be honest and got a feel for yeah. it and I was like that's all I needed. It was just to like feel like the pressure of all the waves and like learn how to like, like get my duck dives like fully nailed and things like that. So yeah, I think it was, um, yeah, it was all right. It was, yeah. So I came back. I the spots <laughs> like that, it kind of makes sense to go for a body surf, doesn't it? Cause you can kind of just go and go and sense check it without having a board underneath your arm or underneath your body. And then you can go back out and be, and decide whether you actually want to go and do it or not. Totally. Exactly. Yeah sort of get your foundations back again I think if you know what I mean yeah so yeah with um you guys do a hundred thousand trips um all over the world well not a hundred thousand but you do lots of trips um all like globally um and if I'm on your if I go on your website and I click on destinations I mean there's there's lots you've got um we've got sorry uh you've got like Nicaragua and Costa Rica and then all over Europe and places like that have you got a um have you got a favorite if you had to had to pick a few but yeah do you know what right now I'm just gonna throw it out there right now um so just before lockdown we just got back from Morocco and Uh I um went to source out this uh we went to see this camp that we work with 
Um, Because my business partner, he'd been there loads and he was like, got to go here. It's so good. It's absolutely sick and um, really good at relationships. And I was always a bit like, Rocco, like I've been there before, wasn't blown away, bit gross, got a bit sick, not massively, not a massive fan of it. (laughs) And then went to this place. It's well off the beaten track. And it's this beautiful little surf town with the nicest people ever. No other surf schools are really there. It's just like, whereas Tagazoo is absolutely, like, you know, it's infested with surf schools. Whereas this place was just, you know, it's amazing. And uh, the people are so friendly. There's a there's a bar, which is unheard of in Morocco. There's like a really mm-hmm. awesome little British bar and you go and have like drinks on the rooftop. There's point breaks and everything. And I was just like, this is like a little piece of heaven. And it was just empty, you know, it was just, absolutely empty and the surf spot the surf school has got like a really good little deal down there as well it's just it's because it is just them it's really good to work with the locals over there um but it's also owned by a british guy as well so it's got the british standards um yeah so i at the moment i'm just buzzing to get back there because i'm just like i just want to surf there now it's too easy when it's just a couple of hours away on a flight it's um and so cheap as well i think a return was like 72 quid or something so i was like yeah that's um that's when I'm really like, it really just surprised me how awesome just because like other areas of Morocco are. Not just yeah, I guess and you just have to travel that little bit further, don't you, to go and see those kind of bits. Yeah. yeah. Myself and Sophie, my wife, were um, we were actually booked to go to uh, Um Suwain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, to a nice little retreat there to go and get some waves. And, uh, and the flight was actually th- like three days before lockdown and then the flight home was just after lockdown and we didn't go and it was actually a good thing we didn't because we wouldn't have been able to get back for maybe weeks yeah. um it would have been quite nice just myself and my wife stuck in morocco and my my or the kids grandma um with the kids for uh for three weeks but i don't think that would have helped the family at all um <laughs> but uh yeah I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting out there because that that one particular place looks like a really really fun place to surf yeah it's a little bit quieter than sort of the Tagazoo area and stuff it's um yeah, it's a wicked little place, and um, it's such a good culture shock because it's like somewhere so close. It's just so different as well, and you yeah. eat the best food. Like, God, those people can cook well. So yeah, I was really enjoying the food there. It was good. What is flight time? Is it like just a, like three, four hours or something? Three and a half hours, depending on the wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, really good. And it's quite a good one for kids, I guess, as well, because you can literally just—it's not too long for them, is it? Yeah, it's pretty. I, th- I think kids, you just you just have to do like whatever. When we went to when we did Oz at Christmas time, that was like flying to Singapore, and we stayed there for a few days, and then and then went on to Oz. And you just got to gamble on them. Hopefully, just being in a good mood and just trying to ply with them as much food and water. And um, probably my son would watch <laughs> Cars cool. three probably four or five times, um, which you just allow them to do on a plane. And when they get yeah. home, it's like right, no more TV. Very yeah. Cool. How do, you, how do you go about finding um, all of these different like locations across the world? Obviously, they've got to have a coastline. They've got to have good surf. Um, but, yeah, how, do you, how would you find a, find a decent place and then also find good people to work with and then set up a school? How, how does that work as an infrastructure operation yeah. side? So um, I'm really lucky because my business partner, he's, um, he's been running sort of trips out there for years as well. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his name? Uh, Rob Barber and he does for bodyboard holidays okay yeah so um we've always like and we've worked together you know I've worked with him from when I was a kid as well basically when I was like 19 straight fresh out of college so um 
but we'd always been working on these destinations anyway. So I had a really good idea about them. And when it came to when we set up Women Waves, it was like, perfect. Like we've got all our connections and everything there. But the original sort of stuff comes from, you know, we've sent our team over there last year to meet all the guys and just create those relationships. And there's a lot of things that you don't think about as well. It's like, okay, how many boards can you fit onto that van? How many people, minivan? And like the coaching ratios are different in every country as well. Mm-hmm. So, and you just don't want to step on any of the wrong toes. So we're just going to make sure that we keep all our locals happy. And yeah, so it's, it's tricky and it's probably why a lot of people don't do it, but it's, yeah. um, it's, it's really good when you get a relationship that really works. And I'm so happy with the guys that we work with. We've got really good relationships with them and the, um, the accommodation that we stay in is, is lush and yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's been like a good couple of years in the making to be able to finally yeah. be able to release it. It's been, um, yeah, so it's it's not something that we sort of could just do overnight. It's been it's been years <laughs> and a lot and, of experience. So yeah, yeah, of course. And if if I was a if I was a paying um, customer, what's the kind of like journey that I would go on um, to kind of find out about you guys and then pick pick a trip and then go? Yeah, so I think. Um, so when anyone wants to come, like all our trips are open for all abilities, which I think is great. Like every destination we've got, we've tried and tested all the beginner beaches, all the intermediate beaches and advanced spots too. Um, and we always make sure that we are sort of coaching to that ability. Um, so it doesn't really matter where you want to go because we'll make sure that we'll put you into the groups that will be going to the right places. Um, so what we'd sort of do is when someone inquires, we just talk to them, talk through them, see what sort of level they're at. Um, we've got quite a good leveling system. Um, see what they're really after. Some people are really up for some adventure. Some people are up for culture. Some people are up for just like, just want the really most chilled time. Some people are just up for like ticking it off their bucket list or, you know, mm. or something just like, I just want to give it a go once. What's the easiest way to do it? And um, so, yeah, it just, everyone's so different. I think so many people come to us with different stories as well. Some people come because they want to get over their confidence, like they want to build confidence. Some people might have had a bit of a knock or some people um, want to do it because they're a mum and they want to do something separate and get their independence back from their kids. That's actually a really common one. Um, yeah. We get like a lot of women who are, who've got really like heavy, intense jobs, maybe military or nurses, doctors. We have quite a lot of um, people from those sort of sectors as well come. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just a really good release, I think, for mental health wise. I think. Um, yeah, so we try and g up everyone with the right trip for them. But yeah, yeah. and so on on your when you do when you were discussing your website earlier, you were just saying there's almost like a forum or a discussion area on the, yeah. on the site. Has that has that come about because of people wanting to talk about their emotions and stuff? Well, that's um. So what we've got is we've got it's called the Women and Wave Surf Society. It's a Facebook page, and all it is it's like a private group where um you join it and um you can just ask any question, how big or small it is, whether that is this board suit for me, shall I buy it? I've got a wetsuit, like someone who might have a wetsuit for sale, or I'm down in Nuki tomorrow, does anyone want to go for a surf? That kind of thing. So it's a real like... That's little really community-led, isn't it? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. And like someone just messaged me being like, I just posted on your group and then I just found my old friend that I knew from like six years ago and now we're going surfing tomorrow. And I was just like, thanks. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what it's for. Just, you know, just connecting people. So, yeah, it's really cool. 
Yeah, you you just brought two people back together again who didn't didn't you know haven't seen each other in six years. That's a that's a that's a really cool really unique mean, little thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really cool. So um, yeah, there's lots of little little connections like that as well. And I think once the it's really nice because like once they come on a weekend, we do sort of a lot of social bits, and everyone sort of makes their own sort of friends within the group and then people end up coming together like later on in the year like oh you guys didn't know each other before that weekend and then they go and be really good friends out of the sort of women wave so yeah it's a good little place to make some like-minded friends for sure yeah that's super cool if we if we rewound back to um the earlier days when you know you, you started bodyboarding and stuff what um what is it about the sea that i mean i think everyone gives a very similar answer but it's always worthwhile just asking anyway what what is it about the sea that that gets you ticking i think for me like for me it's a complete release like i am one of those people that constantly have to be on the go i guess if you know what i mean got a Mm -hmm. lot of energy and it's a good burner for me it's just like full-on focus don't have to worry about anything else but um I always feel like a little bit of, I get a bit of FOMO when I'm away from the sea, if you know what I mean. I like, yeah. I'm away from the sea right now. Well, I'm like 15 minutes away from it. But I'm so tempted just to still like check the webcam. And I'm like, why? I'm not going surfing today. You know, it's rubbish, but it's just still like, oh, but it might be all right. You know, that sort of like can't settle until you've sort of seen it, been in it, or at least, yeah. Or so, just, uh, at least know it's just there. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of an addiction, maybe. I don't know. Um, I I have the same thing. My my wife's family, uh, her her mum and dad used to live in Leicester, um, and I, as far as I'm aware, there's a, there's some kind of like headstone in Leicester that basically says you couldn't be further away from the sea if you tried, or welcome to Middle England. And I remember <laughs> going to their house and loving it for the first, you know, couple like day. If you're there for five days, you end up tearing my hair out because you sit in front of the log fire, which is lovely, and you go for a couple of walks. But then after that, you're like, oh my god, get me back to the coast. Um, okay. We live like two roads from the beach. And uh, some days on on a light onshore breeze, you can you can hear the surf um, actually from the house, which is just such a magical thing. And um, yeah, I agree with you. Just just kind of knowing it's there is um, is a good thing because there's nothing beyond that, and it means you can see really far and yeah. and stuff and like think, that. Um, the worst thing is ever is when your friend says that like when you know you can't go surfing, they've just said they've had a great surf. Like, don't say that to me. I hate you. Like, don't do it's the worst. <laughs> Like when you can't, I hate you. I'm so happy for you. I'm not happy mm. for you. I'm really jealous right now. So, um, but no, I don't <laughs> think it's just like surfing. Like I think um, it's just you feel good afterwards, isn't it? Like it's that feel good factor that you get every single time, no matter what. Even if you had a crap surf, you still feel slightly either smug because it's winter and you've done something, or uh, yeah. it's just feel good. It's just good, and I think. My life's been involved around it all the time. It's kind of weird not to have that anymore, if you know what I mean. So Yeah, of course. And going on to your quiver that you've got, what's your what's your um surfing style? Are you longboarding, shortboarding, or everything just but depending on um conditions? That's really that's a really good question because I actually started off like um I actually started bodyboarding with fins and everything and I loved it because I could surf bigger without being scared. So yeah. um, that's where I sort of started. And then I started just jumping onto like, I worked in surf school, so I'd literally jump on foamies like all the time. And um, I'm still, I'm on a, like a, just a catch surf foamy at the moment, just because it's, you're so good for everything in summer. 
Um, it's so fun. Yeah. Foamies are like my favorite thing in the world. It's kind of like, you know, there's obviously there's like Longboard. I, I love longboarding so much. I think it's absolutely beautiful and whatever. But when I think of like the practicality of a nice fun foamy that will fit in my car and just be like your everyday, that's guaranteed fun. That is, <laughs> that's generally what I tend to ride most of the time. Um, yeah. But that's because it's always been, there's been like a seven, eight, nine foot, whatever foamy always like within the surf schools that I've been working in. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Love that. I'm a and supporter. <laughs> did you, um, you worked in the ticket to ride group. Is that right as well? Yeah. yeah I briefly worked there. Yeah. And so that's how you kind of, is that where you kind of cut your teeth as it were on, um, on world travel and expeditions and stuff? I would say that was kind of the mid, mid bit of my journey. Um, when I was about 20, no, when I was at 19, I ended up working um, for Rob, my business partner now at the surf school. And he also did international trips for his bodyboarding school. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I used to be able to go on some of those and, um, but I basically saw how he run all of those trips and I used to help him out with bits and bobs on that too. And I love that. I love like when people book in holidays, it's quite exciting to be on that sort of like journey with them being like, and also I like the logistics of it as well. I do like a little bit of travel logistics. Um, so that's where it all started. And then, um, yeah, and then I went on to work for Ticket to Ride and, um, another, and then I worked for another higher end surf company, surf travel company. Mm-hmm. And then I was sort of, uh, I've hosted a few trips and things like that. And then I was like, do you know what? I think, I think I'm at the time where I just want to do my own sort of thing now. So, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you go on most of the trips that are booked through um, Women and Waves? Yeah, it will be. Yep. Yeah. Most of them now. I think, um, yeah, I'll be on. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> as many as I can. Yeah. As many as I can do. Is um is will there? Do you think there'll ever become a point in business where um you'll be like I'm actually just too busy and I've got spreadsheets to deal with and I can't make it to Costa Rica this month? Or you, have you got it so that your lifestyle is going to, or your business lifestyle is is planned out? No, definitely. That's um that will be the way it's going. We've actually been this last couple of years been training up some really great girls, like amazing team, um to sort of be the trip leaders. For these trips so that I don't need to go on them um mm-hmm. that's sort of the way that it's going because as I said it can't be everywhere at once and it's um it's like they do such a great job I don't need to be there it, they, yeah they've got it you know they've got it in the bag and we work with so many people over there so so yeah that is the way it will be going I need to sort of step back from those kind of things I don't need to be on every event although I think I'll always be there because I just love seeing everyone <laughs> you know what I mean it'd be almost like yeah, the, that's the best part of it is like seeing everyone enjoying themselves and I feel like if I took that completely away I think I'd miss it so it'd be great to be able to swing by and say hello have all the fun and then step back again so that'd be the dream yeah, you, you've got to look at it and make sure that a percentage of a certain percentage of the trips each year you you have to be able to go on otherwise there's no point in doing what you're doing because you, this is all you've done your whole life for is to to do these kind of things and then to have them whipped away just because you're like CEO um, and you have to stay home and do board meetings or something. That would just be like terrible. Exactly. So I think the dream would be able to just like fly out, say hello, make check-in, say it's all good, get a few staffs in and then hopefully – you know, the best thing about it in, and why I always wanted to set it up is because I wanted to be able to work from anywhere. Um, 
which nowadays I think, you know, with lockdown, I think we can definitely sort of see that you can sort of work from everywhere now. So, um, yeah, so it's yeah. good. Yeah. That's true. Um, Ra- Rachel, what does your what does your husband do? Does he have to be uh, local as well for work? So um, he's actually, um, funnily enough, he's actually Australian and he is currently in Australia because we're stuck because of our visas. So he is making his way over here eventually. Um, and um, the best bit is, is that he's a primary school teacher, but he also supplies. So he's kind of pretty flexible with holidays and stuff as well. He used to be a surf coach as well. So he can always, he always chips in and helps out when I need him. <laughs> God, that is cool. Because I'm, I'm just thinking now, if you, if you guys don't have kids, you could just be traveling the world out of that dodgy cafe in Costa Rica, um, eating the most insane tacos and having cafe con leche and surfing all day and not have to worry about being here, especially in the winter. <laughs> I, I know you say that, but I'm such a home bird at the same time. Like I love, <laughs> I love home. I love Cornwall and I love Newquay. I like home is home. So I think... Um, I don't know if I'd ever be like, I can, I'm not really much of a free spirit, if you know what I mean. I like to think I could be, but I think I love yeah. cleanliness and like having a home. And I got my dog. So yeah, it's, um, I, I, lo- I like it for like short amounts of time, but yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. do love home at the same time. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I mean, Cornwall is obviously a beautiful place to live and where we live as well is, is lovely. And I, I like going away for a bit, but then always coming back because it's, um, I know I moan about living here. So that's a really, really good thing. Yeah, it's um, it's nice. I, I did some time out in Oz, and um, it's sort of much as much as I love it, and it's such a beautiful country. I was bloody stoked to come home. I was really happy. I was like, I like, <laughs> I, I like Cornwall. It's it's such a little community down here, and I think we're really special to be able to have it and to be able to share it as well. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Apart from in the midsummer when there's a hundred caravans and loads of people just not knowing what they're doing. Other than that, it's great. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask. A couple more questions. Um, one is bearing in mind you have traveled the world um, fairly extensively. Um, your favorite three waves um, that you've ever been to? Fishville Beach, number one, not going to lie. Home Ooh. road. So yep. I'm just going to say, chuck that one right out there. Um, yep. Really fun. Um, I loved Kira in Australia. Yeah. Insane. Um, and Ooh. Oh, third place. Okay. Um, I loved, I love surfing for the Ventura. Got to say, mm-hmm. Ford Ventura is really good. But I think, no, after I went back, no, Morocco. Morocco, Morocco is just good fun all round. No, right soft sandy bottom, super chilled, point breaks, done. <laughs> And then the final question I have for you is, despite ability, um, where in the world or which wave would you like to surf in the world, no matter how good or bad you are at surfing? I would really like to go to... um, Good, that's a really good question. No one's actually ever asked me that before. Yes, get in. I've got loads like pinging in my brain and stuff but um um i would love to go to um you know skeleton bay looks pretty fun (laughs) yeah fair enough (laughs) and um also like 
there's some amazing waves in sort of like um, Iceland, which just looks incredible. I'd like to do it as a novelty or like Norway, somewhere like that. That would be amazing. Do you reckon you'll do? Do you reckon you'll do any any cold water women and waves surf trips? Because are they mainly hot? The ones you go would, to? Yeah, but I would love to do one if we had the if we had enough uptake for it. Like it's a it's a little tricky one to navigate to go over to Norway and stuff because of the different ferry times and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a logistical one. But if, if people were up for the adventure, I'd be so keen to do it. Um, I've got some sort of brief connections down there. So it, it, it's definitely doable. It's just, yeah, if people were up for it, I'd be keen, sure. Yeah. I mean, you could put a big wellness spin on that with like cold water immersion and yeah. like the, the wilderness yeah. around there is just absolutely ridiculous. And, yeah. And yeah. Um, I think in Tofino in Canada as well, they've got like a wicked cold water surfing scene. Tofino? Um, yeah. But it just looks like that. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, they've got a really good women's surfing scene over there as well. So, oh, and I definitely want to surf in California as well. There's so many fun waves around there. Yeah, no, that's that sounds amazing. Um, you've been a hero, Rachel. Thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you for having congratulations me. on your on your business and designing yeah. your life around something that you absolutely love. So, for those who are listening and you don't like your job, get the hell out of there. Um, go and do a, a women and waves surf mission and clear your head and go and do something insane so thank you very much you're a hero thanks so much jim i'll see you later yeah take it easy see you later